Hey there, Converge Nation. Welcome to week three of Faith Over Fear, Finding Certainty in Uncertain Times. I am joined by my spicy rib, my first lady. Come on, somebody. Wendy Woo Woo is in the house. And let me tell y'all, right off the bat, I am feeling goofy right now. So, hey, laughter doeth good like a medicine. Yes. And we're going to have fun as we dive into the Word of God together. Again, welcome, Converge Nation. And I'd like to say Converge Nation because uh, COVID-19 and, and, and uh, just the adjustments we've had to make uh, with self-quarantine and sheltering in place has given us an opportunity to leverage technology to reach so many people beyond the four walls, right, of our faith community. And and so Converge Nation, if you're joining us from uh, overseas and uh, or you're joining us from somewhere in the United States, we say welcome to today's broadcast. We're honored uh, that you've chosen to join with us. We know that you have options uh, when it comes to uh, where you receive uh, your spiritual uh, nourishment and connection, but we're honored that you chose uh, Converge Church uh, this Sunday morning. And uh, why don't you greet the people, Pastor Wendy, and let them know how much you, how much you love them. Well, I love y'all. <laughs> I'm so thankful for technology. But I am so over this whole quarantine thing. <laughs> this morning when I woke up as I was praying and everything, I just re was reminded of all those Sundays Come on, that I did not feel like going to church. <laughs> and so this morning during my real talk, prayer time, it was much <laughs> repentance. And I told the Lord, Lord, I will never complain about going to church again. Right. So I never complained. But you know how on some Sunday mornings, your bed can seem a little more snugly than other Sunday mornings. And so yeah. for all of us that can find ourselves not really wanting to go to church on Sunday, and now that we can't go to church on Sunday, I'm good from now to eternity. I will always be appreciative to Come gather on. in the house of the Lord. So I love you. I miss you dearly. I know many of you, I've talked to you, but it's so much different than hugging your neck or right. looking in your eyes and seeing how you're doing. And especially our Converge kids. I really miss those hugs on Sunday morning and yeah. checking out all those cute outfits. We are just getting into <laughs> spring. So there were new dresses, Easter suits starting to emerge. So we love you, but we're going to dive into the word. We're so excited. We are praying for you daily. Many of you by name. Uh, everyone with Converge pretty much is doing well. Yes. We've had a, a couple of hiccups, a couple of extra prayers sent out, um, a couple of touch points, but it's just been a couple. So we find ourselves blessed and yes. well, and we continue to expect that uh, to be our testimony at the end of this. Right, right. But we, let me just echo what Pastor Wendy said. We do miss you. And that's not lip service. Uh, that's authentic. That's heartfelt that's earnest, that's genuine, and it's just a, a reminder that we are created for community, right. created for fellowship. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, we were created uh, not to be isolated. isolated, that's the word, right. yes, but we were created to be interdependent. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to say when I'm preaching, and I get really excited. I can't say touch your neighbor. I can't say slap your neighbor. I can't say high five your neighbor no more. What we're going to say, baby? But you can because all of our people either live with someone or they have a pet. Right. So they Speaking still... of pets, some of y'all been in quarantine <laughs> two weeks and your pet don't recognize you. Oh! Because of that hair that's coming off and that the eyelashes. How many you got oh. left? Maybe three acrylic off your nails hey, and all hey, that. <laughs> hey. I told y'all I was going to get y'all today. But here's the deal. Uh, we're so glad that you've joined us this morning, and we're going to dive into the word together. Amen. Uh, this is what we're going to do as well. Uh, uh, on you version, there's a great uh, devotional uh, called um, Anxious for Nothing uh, by Life Church and Pastor Craig Groeschel. We'd like to invite you to join us for this seven-day journey. It's a seven-day devotional, and it's just going to be a great way, a great connection point for our church together over the next seven days. Even though we can't assemble, we can't gather corporately in the same building, we want to stay connected with the Word. So we invite you to join us for the Anxious for Nothing daily devotional. Uh, again, it's by Life Church. Craig Rochelle is available on the Version Bible app and uh, just another way for you to stay connected with us. Uh, we, I'm super excited because last Thursday, 
we had about 20 guys. Uh, did I mention that already? No. We had about 20 guys on Zoom with us, and we just had a fantastic uh, conversation around God's Word and, and just some of the things that God is ministering to our men and uh, and their families uh, in this season. And so that was fantastic. And I believe that you've got something planned for the women as well, just ongoing on Tuesday nights where they can yes. connect around the Word. Yes. Yes, we are going to pick up with the Believer's Authority this week. We are still in the throes of whether I'm going to record it. Uh, I like recording because it has the, the, the scripture in the lower thirds. But this week we may move to something like a WebEx or a Zoom to have a, a corporate meeting so all of us can uh, see together. So I'll look into that. Pastor Ray will probably have to give me a tutorial <laughs> on, uh, on, Zoom. on Zoom. So we'll look into it. I may send some of you a text. Maybe we'll do a whole kind of little survey, see what you would like. Um, but we will be picking up um, with the Believer's Authority again. This week we'll be talking about our words, how to watch our words and yeah. stay in faith. That's huge. That's huge. I uh, also would like to say thank you for all of you who have responded uh, so positively, overwhelmingly positive responses to our Faith Over Fear devotionals. We've been doing that Monday through Fridays for the last two weeks, and uh, we plan to continue those devotionals. Just again, uh, just one minute of encouragement uh, each day, Monday through Friday, uh, to, to help you along the way. Amen? Amen. Uh, well, I think that's all I have, Pastor yes. Wendy, uh, just in terms of updates and announcements. Uh, again, once again, uh, let me say this. I don't think at this point that we will um, uh, be gathering uh, in time for Easter. So we're looking at creative ways to celebrate the resurrection of our yes. Lord, which is critically important uh, to the church, not just the local church, but the church universal. Yes. And uh, and we hope to have some creative um, uh, ministry available by then for your children and for your teenagers as well, okay? Yes. And uh, so we're working, our team is working. Speaking of our team, man, big props to Damon Flanoy, to Ken Alexander, who have been working behind the scenes to make sure yes. that we are on all these social media platforms. Thank you guys. We really, really appreciate you and all that you do. Yes. I think we should pray. We keep talking about prayer, but we haven't yeah. really prayed with our people. Let's do it. In this, all right. Amen. Prayer is the secret sauce. Yes. Why don't you lead us in prayer right. uh, for our congregation, for our church, for Converge Nation, as well as um, today's lesson. Yes, all right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We do acknowledge that this is the day that you have made. Yes, Lord. And no matter what, we're choosing to rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah. We thank you for an opportunity to meet together again as family over your word. We invite you in, even now, Lord, we invite you in to guide our thoughts, to guide uh, the direction of this message for your people. We thank you mm. that things are as well as they are with the people that are connected to us. Lord, we lift up our nation. We lift up this entire world. We lift up those that are in uh, authority. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask that uh, an end would come quicker than has been predicted. Yes, we Lord. stand in faith. We humble ourselves before you. We seek your face. We turn from our old ways of doing things. Yes, Lord. We cry out to you, O Lord, heal our land Heal our people, Jesus. redeem this time that has been lost, preserve us, and help us to come out on the other side more grateful, yes, more Lord. full of faith, more sure that you are our God and you love us so dearly. Yes, you do. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for this word. We thank you that you've already given us the answers that we need yes, Lord. for these times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, once again, today is week three of our Faith Over Fear series. We're finding certainty in uncertain times. And the way we do that is by the word of God. We have this promise from the Psalms where the psalmist wrote, the flower fades, the grass withers, but the word of God, it abides forever. Isaiah 55 and verses 10 and 11 remind us that no word from God returns to him void. Amen. It will always prosper in the thing whereunto it is sent. And that is the confidence that we have that the word of God abides forever. It is unchanging, unfailing, 
And we can find certainty in these uncertain times Mm -hmm. as we lean in and as we trust God to anchor, God's word to anchor our souls in these turbulent times. One of the verses that we we talk about often is from Deuteronomy 29, 29, uh, uh, where the Lord says the secret things belong to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But the things that are revealed to us belong to us and our children forever. Yes. Uh, in uncertain times, we can rest in the fact mm-hmm. that there are some secret things that we just have to release mm-hmm. and entrust to the Lord. Right. But the things that are revealed to us belong to us and our children mm-hmm. forever. I think a lot of times we, we get anxious and we worry about things that we have absolutely no control over. Right. Can I just encourage you? That as you're making decisions and as you're navigating these turbulent times, I think we ought to make a separation, Mm -hmm. right? A distinction between the things that are within our control and the things that are outside of our Mm -hmm. control. Listen, if it's outside of your control, it's outside of your control. You have no ability to fix it, to reverse it, or to influence it. So let it go and stop worrying about it. If it is within your control, find out what God's word has to say about that issue, about that situation, about that circumstance, and obey God's word. But I think a lot of our anxiety could simply be alleviated when we make that simple distinction between what I can control and what's outside of my control. Yes, yes. And I think uh, the uncertainty, it brings to our natural being um, a bit of anxiety and fear. But the word says for us to cast our cares upon the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so don't allow the uncertainty to um, get you ensnared in a depressive state or a state of overwhelming anxiety. What is it that you are certain of? I know a lot of times a couple of years ago, uh, I've never read it, but it just came to me while we were uh, in a message. Yeah. And we encouraged our people to make a what is true list. Good. Even in this situation, what I can count on, what I do know is true, even in the midst of all of the uncertainty and all of the news reports, what I do know beyond the shadow of a doubt is that I am loved by God. Good. What I do know is that... And and this is what the scripture says, 1 Mm -hmm. John, that perfect love casts out all fear. When you and I understand and embrace Mm -hmm. how much we are loved by Mm -hmm. God, it drives out all fear, all anxiety about everything because we know that if we're loved, then we're protected right. by God. If mm-hmm. we're loved by God, mm-hmm. uh, he makes provision for us. If we're loved by God as he loves us as a loving father, then we know that we are cared for right. and protected. Yes, yes. Sorry yes. for interrupting. Oh, that's okay. And what is true? I am loved. What is true is I have promises from God's word that he mm-hmm. would take care of me. He would never leave me nor forsake me. I am in a win-win situation no matter what. And I'm not speaking any calamity or harm on myself. But what I do know is whether I live or whether something should come and overtake me, I'm a win-win situation. If I live, that is a win. If I die, that is a win. I'm going home to be with Jesus. So I don't want you to settle in, oh, something's going to happen and I don't care if I die. But I want us to have in our what is true list to have an even if type spirit. Even if things don't work out the way I want to, yet will I praise you, yet will I trust you, even if. And I thank the Holy Spirit that that came to me, that even if, because I think that's a good segue for the message that we're talking about. We want to go into the even if of our faith. Yeah. What happens when things don't turn out our way? Do we throw in the towel? Do we say, oh, none of this stuff was true? Do we say, you know, what use is it? We see that in Malachi. In Malachi 4, some of the believers were saying, what good is it to serve God? He lets the wicked prosper. It seems useless. I'm down here struggling, and God had an answer for that, but we're not going to... Speak out of Malachi, we're going to, (laughs) because that's a whole nother sermon. But in uh, these times, and for the rest of time, uh, when certainty hits us, whether it's 
the things that we're facing now, whether it's in a relationship, a job situation, when that uncertainty seems overwhelming and out of your control, go to what is certain. Yeah. And there are some things that we've already settled that there is the one true living God. He does love us with an everlasting love. Good. And no matter what happens, when we find ourselves in him, we are in a win-win situation. But, however, comma, when we have established an even if, even if it doesn't turn out the way I want to, God, you're still worthy. Even if I don't get that thing I've been praying for, God, you've done so much for me Mm -hmm. up until this point. You are still worthy of all the praise. You are still worthy of all the honor. You are still worthy of all my adoration, even if, and I think that way I'm going to throw it over to Pastor Ray because that's a good place for us to be. I'm getting excited because just even reminding myself is that we've got to have an even if kind of anchor in our spirit as believers. No, very good. I think there's some important phrases and conjunctions in in scripture uh, that that help us find faith in uncertain times. One of those conjunctions is the word nevertheless. One of those phrases is but God. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to look at one of those phrases uh, two words, even if. In fact, some translations say, but if not. Mm. And it helps us to to kind of process the moments, sometimes even seasons in our lives, where as believers, as Christ followers, we grapple with disappointment. Yeah. Because a particular uh, dream, a particular plan, a particular prayer didn't necessarily turn out the way we anticipated. We can still find certainty mm-hmm. in the midst of uncertain times. Yes. But And I'm ready to jump into it. This was a perfect segue. That was a perfect bounce pass. That was a perfect no-look pass you threw to me. <laughs> but I'm going to back that thing up a little bit because there was something you said concerning are what is true list. Mm-hmm. Remember Deuteronomy 29 and 29 says that mm-hmm. the secret things belong to the Lord. Yes. The things over which we have no control, we have no say, we allow the Lord to govern those things in his sovereignty. Right. But the things that are revealed to us, those are the things that belong to us and our children forever. So I just wanted to share one of the things that's revealed to us if you find yourself in an anxious place. Mm-hmm. In fact, the psalmist prayed, Lord, quiet my anxious thoughts. Mm. And God is okay with that. We can bring our anxious thoughts Mm -hmm. to him. In fact, 1 Peter chapter 5 confirms that. And I'll just read that quickly out of verse 7 because Pastor Wendy, when she talked about making that what is true list, this is something you can add to your what is true list. Notice what uh, uh, Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7 From the Amplified Version, it says, casting all your cares, listen, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns. Notice, once and for all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's critically important. Yes. Because sometimes we bring our prayers to the altar, and we put them on the altar, we walk away, And then we come back and take our our prayers off the altar or our anxieties or our concerns. Notice what the verse says. Bring all of your cares, Mm -hmm. all of your concerns, all of your worries, all your anxieties once and for all. That means put it on the altar and leave it there and trust that your concerns are in the most loving, most caring, most gentle hands Possible. In fact, Tyler Perry did his, he's got the whole world in his hand challenge and people around the world Mm -hmm. have been reminding themselves and reminding each other that we can leave our cares once and for all at the altar because he's got the whole world and that includes you in his hands. That verse continues and it says, uh, for he cares about you. This is why we can leave our cares once and for all on the altar. Because he cares. Yes. God mm-hmm. cares. I want you to hear that. No matter what you're experiencing, no matter what you're going through right now, we serve a God. In fact, let me rephrase that. We don't just serve a God. We belong yes. 
to a God, sons and daughters of a God who cares. And notice what it says. He cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. So there are a whole lot of things that we don't know and will never understand on this side of eternity. But this is one of the things that we can put on our what is true list and allow God to quiet our anxious thoughts that we can put all of our care, all of our worry, all of our anxiety at his feet at the altar because he holds the world, especially my world, your world in his hands. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Yeah. Do I still have it? Or do is this where I throw it to you? No? I, I still got it. <laughs> I'm gonna steal this opportunity. That was an altar moment. That was an he altar. He laid it down and you took it right <laughs> I took back. It, I took it right back. <laughs> but again, even if, but if not. And just talking about grappling with, you know, sometimes those moments when things don't necessarily turn out the way we expected. Mm-hmm. Great story in Daniel chapter 3. So why don't you turn with us to Daniel chapter 3? And this is why we're, where we're going to find certainty in these uncertain times and embrace faith over fear. Because, I want to have just a little sure. teacher moment that if you're joining us and you may not normally go to a church, that's okay. You can look up the scripture. You can just type in in Google Daniel 3. You can go to a Bible app or if you have a Bible at home, There is no shame in this. Go ahead on and turn to your table of contents. You can go to the table of contents. Daniel is found in the Old Testament. And you can see all of the scriptures until you land on Daniel. If you have my same Bible, it'll be on page 1115. (laughs) But if not, it may be on a different page. But for those of you that are joining us that maybe uh, you don't normally go to church and you want to see this for yourself, just open up your Bible if you're not on an electronic version. Open up to the table of contents, find the book of Daniel, and turn there. And we'll be in chapter 3. And you can find the chapters. They'll be the big numbers that outline uh, the words that you see. So we'll be in chapter 3. Chapter 3. We could start at verse 8. I really want us to fast forward to, to verse 19. Uh, but in order to fast forward to 19, we'll just give you the backdrop uh, of this account. King Nebuchadnezzar is king of Babylon, a, a vast empire. Uh, they have conscripted young men and uh, uh, from the entire kingdom, but there are a few, uh, the most uh, from, who were from the noblest families in Israel, and they got to learn the ways, the literature, uh, the uh, customs and culture of the Chaldeans, and they had the privilege of serving uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Among those were four uh, Hebrew boys, four Hebrew boys, Daniel, and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whose names had been changed to Babylonian names, yes. and they had different meanings. Uh, these four young men had distinguished themselves, uh, mm-hmm. uh, specifically or notably Daniel, but Daniel's influence had uh, really left an indelible imprint mm-hmm. upon Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who at this time mm-hmm. were leaders in the Babylonian uh, administration, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's administration. So Nebuchadnezzar builds this 90-foot-tall statue in his own honor, and uh, this edict goes out that everybody in the kingdom, especially or particularly his leaders, are supposed to bow to this 90-foot statue. Now, that's a problem. That's a problem because uh, these young Hebrew boys had already made a commitment that they would not succumb and they would not yield to Babylonian culture. In fact, when you go back to chapter one, Mm -hmm. the Bible says that they chose not to defile themselves with the king's delicacies, right? Mm -hmm. So they they, uh, heeded uh, or adhered to a kosher diet. When he was serving them all this other stuff, they refused it. Can I just tell you this? That if you can't push back against the king's delicacies, you may not be able to stand up against the king's statue. Right. Listen to me. It's the decisions, the little decisions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes the seemingly insignificant decisions that prepare us for these moments. Mm-hmm. Because what was happening in the dining room was a setup for what was about to happen on right. the national stage. Right. 
they had made commitments early on in their lives that had now prepared them for this moment. Mm -hmm. Because a faith that hasn't been tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. So what we're about to read is not the result of something that just happened overnight. Right. This is the result mm -hmm. of commitments that these three men had made early on that they would not succumb, right. they would not defile themselves, they would not be informed or conform mm -hmm. to the culture of their day mm -hmm. and time. Yes, that is so good. I was, uh, Pastor Ray and I did our studying separately uh, before we got together. And in one of my study Bibles, it is the uh, Dr. David Jeremiah NIV version. And one thing they said about uh, Daniel and the other three Hebrew boys is that they were raised in godly homes. And so when their parents are teaching them the word of God, they had no clue that their children would later be captured and, and taken in, captive into, into right. exile. They were raised in a godly home. Uh, they had a strong commitment when they grew up to obey God. That was already uh, within them. And that, uh, that they could uh, prove because of their life a strong validation before God in the face of opposition. Good. And so they were uh, raised in the word of God. They had a discipline toward the things of God. Mm -hmm. And when they would be tested, they would be able to stand up against that opposition because this was who they were. Right. It wasn't just what they did. Absolutely. And so in this season, as we have an opportunity to get closer to God, we will, we're not just doing a church thing. What we're doing is we are preparing ourselves for things that are to come. Absolutely. We're getting stronger. Every time there is resistance, we know this from lifting weights and working out, is that muscle resistance. It's hard. Sometimes you're sore. You've got the tearing of the muscles. But the more you do it, the more you uh, practice it, the more you... Um, uh, our repetitive in this is the stronger you get. Absolutely. So this resistance, this thing that we find ourselves in now in 2020... It hasn't come to destroy all of us. If we, our hearts continue to go out with those that have been affected by COVID-19. But for the, those of us that are here and that remain, is it can strengthen us, it can make us stronger, and it can prepare us for things to come. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, I shared before with you that one of my friends in law enforcement said one of the principles that they teach mm -hmm. them is that we don't rise to the occasion. We default to our last level of pre preparation and uh, training. Mm -hmm. And so what we're seeing here is not necessarily Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego rising to the occasion. Mm -hmm. They were about to default to their last level of training and preparation mm -hmm. and commitment, which had not Change. Right. And so we'll begin reading in verse number 19, right? So they refused to bow. Uh, they refused to bow to the statue. Mm -hmm. And all the other leaders, all the other rulers, uh, man, they've got one eye closed because now they're like, ooh, they didn't bow. Mm -hmm. Right? And they already know what's at stake. Yes. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as a result of this edict. Mm -hmm. Yet they were of such a great conviction and yes. commitment to God mm -hmm. that it didn't matter uh, the intimidation, right. the threats, mm -hmm. they were still going to honor God no matter what. This is the even if. This is the even if. So let's pick up in verse 19. Okay. And uh, we'll you go from there. King James? Uh, just whatever your preference is. Okay. I'm going to read from the King James Version. I have the NIV too. Uh, Daniel 3, verse 19. All right. It says... Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that, that they heat, meaning the soldiers, heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. Now, let's stop there for a second. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you found yourself in the middle of the will of God doing exactly what God instructed you to do mm -hmm. and your situation and circumstances only grew worse mm -hmm. as a result mm -hmm. of obeying God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were doing the honorable thing. Right. 
They were doing what God instructed them to do. They were doing what they learned in their households to do. Yet in obeying God, their circumstances mm -hmm. grew seven times worse. Mm -hmm. can, can I just say, can I just say this? If you find yourself in that place where it seems like trusting God is not paying off, may I just encourage you with Paul's words from Galatians 6, mm -hmm. that you don't grow weary in well-doing right. because you will surely reap mm -hmm. if you faint not. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself in a place of disappointment, and I don't know who this is for, but I believe this is for someone today. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself in that place where life is threatening and intimidating you mm -hmm. and your situations, your situation and circumstances are getting worse mm -hmm. instead of getting better and you know you're doing exactly what God instructed you to do, just know that God is bringing you through this because he's bringing you to something much greater it's not intended to destroy you. Mm -hmm. God will use this to develop you. Yes. And the word of God does say as well, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Righteous means right standing with God. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers them out of them all. Absolutely. And so that doesn't sound um, very comforting. But it is very comforting. We don't like the first part. Many are the afflictions, but here's what we know is true. And here's our promise that we can hold on to. God delivers us out of them all. Out of every single one. Yes. We're at Daniel 3, verse 20. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Mm. Then these men were bound in their coats their trousers, their turbans, and other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Verse 22, Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, man. This is... This is this is serious business, mm -hmm. right? So, so, so the king mm -hmm. is, he's saying, I, I'm going to make an example of these guys, right? right? right. And number one, I'm not just going to heat the fiery furnace up hotter than it was, seven times hotter, but I'm also going to get the strongest guys. I'm going to bind them up and they're going to cast them into the fire. While they're being cast into the fire, the guys who are throwing them into the fire mm -hmm. are consumed by the fire. Can we pump the brakes there for a second? Ooh, because I want to yes. I want to go back. Mm. I want to go back to the why. Mm -hmm. And I want to go back to the declaration of faith that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego made collectively. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, let's start at verse 15. Okay. It says, Now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and sultry in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Listen, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was giving them one more chance. And asking them to worship an idol God. And asking them to worship an idol. And say, if you just do this, mm -hmm. I'm going to spare you. And sometimes life has a way of negotiating. Right. Uh, life has a way of causing us to rethink our commitments. Mm. Life has a way of saying, well, uh, I guess it's okay. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is doing it. Right. Why should I have to pay the ultimate price? Mm -hmm. Just to obey God. Oh, oh, here's the other reason, thing we reason. Man, God's going to understand. Right. God's right. merciful. God's gracious. It'll be all right. He's, he's going to forgive me. But notice, notice their response mm -hmm. in verse 16. Mm -hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this is the case... Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. Notice what they were saying. Is that look, mm -hmm. we know our God is big enough to deliver us, to preserve us, to save us 
from this fiery furnace. And I know that there are times in our lives when we know we have a revelation, we have a certainty of how big our God is. But what I love about the response is not just what they said about what they knew God could do. Right. They went a step further, and this is such an example of radical faith, yeah. because they said, we know God can do it, mm -hmm. but if not, even if in his sovereignty, mm -hmm. he chooses to do it a different way, mm -hmm. even, in his yes. so even yes. if yes. in his sovereignty, the outcome is different than what we want, right. because what they wanted and what they knew God could do was deliver them. Yet they said, even if this thing doesn't turn out the way we planned it, the way we scripted it, the way we dreamed it, our God is still good. Mm -hmm. Even if he doesn't deliver us from the furnace, we still ain't going to bow to you mm -hmm. because our God is able to deliver us in the furnace. I think, oh, verse 18. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, verse 18. But if not. That's the even if yes. that you and I need to find in uncertain circumstances. Listen, listen, let's not limit our God just to the prayers that he answers the way we want him to answer. Right, right, right. Our God is so much bigger than that. The promises of God are so much bigger than that. And we have to get to the point where our faith yields to the purpose of of God. And we begin to ask ourselves, God, what do you desire to do in this situation? Mm -hmm. Because in this situation, God's desire was not to deliver them from the furnace. He was his desire and his plan and his mm. purpose was to deliver them in yes. the furnace yes. because he would get greater glory delivering them in the furnace than he would have delivering them from right. the furnace. Right. It's the same thing that happened with Lazarus. Yes, yes. Mary and Martha wanted Jesus to heal their brother. Mm -hmm. God's purpose was a resurrection. Mm -hmm. So Lazarus had to die. Right. There had to be that moment, that brief moment of disappointment so that God's purpose and plan could be fulfilled. And I keep going back to that word disappointment. I don't know who this is for. Maybe you, you're, you're nursing a faith wound that you have experienced. Maybe your prayer was, I know my God's going to deliver me from this furnace. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what you trusted God for, and today you find yourself in mm -hmm. the furnace. Let me tell you this. God never wastes our pain. Mm -hmm. And there is purpose to whatever fiery trial you are experiencing yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. It may not make a whole lot of sense to you right now, but the promise of God, the promise of God is that he delivers us out of every single one. And sometimes he doesn't keep us from going into the fire, but he delivers us in the fire. And we have to learn, listen, we have to learn not to limit God only to the prayers that we pray and the outcomes we desire. He is so much bigger than that, but ultimately, all of it is going to work together for your good, for our good, but his glory. And they made a way based off of their faith confession for God to work on their behalf. I'm Absolutely. going to go back and read in entirety uh, verses 17 and 18 together. It says, uh, this is still Daniel 3 verse 17. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand o king good so they said he is able to deliver us from the furnace but he's definitely going to deliver us from your so hand so good so good and verse 18 says but if not or even if. Good. Let it be known to you, O king, mm. that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image mm. which you have set up. Yeah. And yeah. as believers, we have to let it be known. I don't do the things that the world does. 
We are in the world. We're not of it. We don't want to condemn people, but we want to stand for what is right. We want to stand for righteousness so that people can look and see and not judge and say, see them all fake Christians. They're so sometimey. That's why I don't go to church. No, so that they can see and have hope. The profession of their faith is God is able. Yeah. They didn't know whether he was going to do it or not. That was a profession of his faith. Whether... God delivered them from the furnace or kept them there. What their profession of faith is, he's going to deliver us from you. Right. We don't do things the way you want us to do. We serve our God. So good. Either way, what is true in this situation is he is going to deliver us from your rule, from your reign, from your perverse need for affirmation. Right, right, right. And, 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 uh... I'm not going there. Anyway, <laughs> God is able. And so God could move because they called on him mm -hmm. in reverence. Notice I love, this is such a great example of how to stand for righteousness, right. but not be wicked or profane. Right. We saw this crazy little video yesterday on YouTube. I was telling Pastor Ray, come and look at this. It was on Instagram. And it was a gentleman who was standing for righteousness but the way he did it, it was all, I mean, he was just using profanity. He got real aggressive, even though he was standing up for someone else. Well, guess what? His actions, they didn't amount to anything because of the way he did it. He was not received. He wasn't heard. It didn't amount to anything. He just really uh, used a whole lot of energy he could have saved. But what we see in their example is they could still stand for God and still do it in a righteous manner, which is not disrespectful to King Nebuchadnezzar, what they did is they told the truth. Right. Right. He's able to deliver us. He will deliver us from your hand. And I think when we fix our words with what we know is true and what is already in our heart, that makes a pathway for God to move. So that's a whole nother sermon too. We'll get to that, a whole nother <laughs> message. Women will talk about our words, but their words called God to the task. Their words, and it wasn't just words from the top of their head. It was what they really believed in their heart, what they had already settled way before they ever even got to the furnace. Absolutely. And so we come to verse 23. Mm -hmm. We come to verse 23, and the scripture says, And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. And he said, look, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the mm. Son of God. Listen to me. All right. We are living through mm -hmm. very uncertain times, unusual times. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is simply this. If we will trust God, if we will trust God, not only before the furnace, but even if in we find ourselves in the furnace, mm -hmm. the promise that we have is even mm -hmm. in the furnace, right. he will not leave us. He will not forsake us. He is an ever-present help in our time of trouble. And just simply knowing that mm -hmm. and embracing that and believing that is enough to quiet every anxious yeah. thought mm -hmm. that you and I could ever have during this interesting season of transition mm -hmm. and uncertainty. And it's such a strong witness. Here yeah. is Nebuchadnezzar who's not even worshiping God. Right. And he's declaring from his own mouth, look, yeah. I see four men and Come one on. looks like the son of God. Absolutely. Uh, it, the, the word of God says... Um, Oh, it's there, and I know it, and it's coming to me. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, the weapon will be formed, but it won't prosper. It will prosper. Amen. No weapon formed, no against, weapon you formed against you will prosper. The weapon was formed. There they are. There's a whole nother message we could talk about, about the men who were putting them into the fiery furnace that they were consumed. Right. The little sermonette on that is, 
Don't worry about your haters. Don't worry about uh, people looking to your demise. God will take care of them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't do anything to those soldiers. And those soldiers were consumed. Be careful who you listen to. Because the soldiers were having to listen to the king, they found themselves in harm's way. Mm -hmm. But God's protection was so around Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And not just for them. It was to be a great witness that unbelievers would look at their life and say, oh my goodness. And even in the midst of their unbelief, recognize the hand of God. Recognize the the truth that God exists and he is real. Can you imagine that all that you've gone through could be a setup for somebody else to say, God is real. I believe if they can make it through this, maybe I can make it. This life as believers is not just for our comfort. It's not just for God to rescue us in hard times. Our life is for other people to look at us and be an example to see what we're going through and not just say, oh, that Ray Harmon sure is strong. Oh, that Wendy Harmon has it going together. No, that doesn't even matter. But can you imagine that your life song would so sing that an unbeliever would say, oh, God is real. Yeah. God is real and he can be real for me. That's very good. And so as we close, mm-hmm. as we close, there's so much Number more we one. could say. <laughs> My first closing. As we close, there's so much more we could say. Mm-hmm. about this account of Shadrach, Meshach, and right. Abednego and the mm-hmm. fiery furnace and Nebuchadnezzar and all the different characters. Mm-hmm. But I think what we want to leave you with is simply this. Mm-hmm. Trust the purpose of God. Right. Trust the purpose of God. And ultimately, God's purpose and plan for our lives is that he wants to use our lives yes. uh, uh, to point people back to his mm-hmm. son. That when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. something of our lives and our witness and how we've chosen to respond to difficult times yes. would point others to Jesus as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their life, their witness, their determination, mm-hmm. their perseverance brought Nebuchadnezzar to a place where he confessed that he saw a fourth man in the fire who looked like the Son of God. Let me just say this, people all around you mm-hmm. uh, today uh, who are anxious, who are afraid, who are worried, will examine your life, will observe your life, and recognize that God is with you, that he is still Emmanuel. He is God with us. And he's not just with us. God is for us. And if our God be for us, who can be against us? How do we find uh, uh, certainty in uncertain times? How do we embrace faith over fear? We remind ourselves that God is with us, God is for us, and his purpose is all that matters. And be comforted in knowing that you don't have to have it all together. Right. You don't have to have it all together for God to be using your life, even in the midst of this furnace. You don't have to stand up and preach a word or say a strong prayer. Just keep trusting God. Just keep trusting God. That will be enough. That'll be enough. They were in the furnace, bound, and God still used them. So don't think you've got to have it all together. Don't think that many times you have to be on the other side of victory. There are certain circumstances where you need to be on the other side of victory of some things. But in the midst of a fiery trial, in the midst of uncertainty, because of your profession, because of your faith, because of what you've already established before the hard times, is that people can look to you and they can see Jesus. Absolutely. They can see that God is real solely off of your response. Very good. Very, very good. That's where we're going to close. And and as we close, we're going to close with prayer. But we pray that you are encouraged by the word we shared this morning. Even if. Find your even if. Find your but if not. And that's critically important because sometimes our assumptions of what God will do mm-hmm. become expectations. Assumptions become expectations. Expectations become demands and we mm-hmm. begin to demand a certain response from God. And when it doesn't happen the way we anticipated, we become disappointed. Right. My encouragement to you is to simply say, my life is in the hands of God. Yes. And I know that God can do this. He can deliver me from this fire. But even if he doesn't, Mm -hmm. but if not, 
even if my God is still good because his plan and his purpose for me is to prosper me and not to harm me, to give me a hope and an expected yes. end. Amen? Amen? Faith over fear. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. All right. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you that your word will not return unto you void. It will prosper in the thing whereunto it is sent. And Father, I pray that this word will, would quiet our anxious thoughts in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your promise, God, that your peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. You promised, Father, to keep him or her in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. So, Lord, as we fix our minds on you, just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, as we find our even if, as we find our but if not, we thank you that we will go through every fiery furnace, every fiery trial, knowing that, God, you are with us, God, you are for us, and God, you care for us. So we lay every anxiety, every care, every worry at your feet once and for all through COVID-19 and beyond. No matter what the enemy might throw against us, Father, your church, your people, our families, our homes, our households, your church in this season, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that we win in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, if this message was a blessing to you, make sure, make sure you share it with a friend. And once again, we thank you, Converge Nation, for your generosity, for undergirding, undergirding uh, Converge Church financially, allowing us to meet needs, which we did this week, uh, uh, meet needs, continue to meet financial and material needs, even though we're not gathering corporately. If you would like to give, we ask you to simply do that. Use the, the URL that's on the screen to give, or you can text your gift uh, to 77977. Uh, use uh, the, uh, the uh, Converge Give in the dollar amount, and, uh, and your gift will be received and used to help people who are hurting in this season. Amen. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you right here next week.